What's up, everybody? It's Jamel Gibbs, your family-oriented entrepreneur. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is the Business and Investing Podcast, where you learn all things business and investing related. So recently, I've put together a couple of uh, infinite banking podcasts with my my boy DeAndre, and uh, we have him back for another episode, along with my man Juan. We're going to talk today about some of the uh, pitfalls that can happen when it comes to infinite banking, what you need to look out for, how to avoid these these traps uh, so that you can operate successfully and ultimately make as much money as possible running your own infinite banking concept. DeAndre, what's up, man? What's going on, my man? How you doing? Good, good, man. Juan, brand pleasure. new. Pleasure, man. Just pleasure. <laughs> yeah. I'm just fortunate to be here with you guys. Man. Yeah, so man. Excited. DeAndre, man, tell everybody, give them a, 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 a brief understanding of who you are again. I, I know even if you guys have seen the other videos, obviously we, we want to reintroduce DeAndre um, in case you didn't see the other ones. And if you haven't, make sure you check them out up in the uh, cards up at the top or on the playlist as well. All right, all right. Uh, so, yep, my name is DeAndre Clayton. Uh, such a pleasure to be back here, you know, supporting the audience. It's been a wonderful ride with all of you. been getting all the phone calls and everything. Uh, so I'm in the insurance industry. What I focus on is helping people to take the cost out of policies in order to increase the performance of the policies. Uh, a lot of times, the reason why I take this approach is kind of the bird in the hand is better than two birds in a bush, so to speak. So you may have sat with advisors and, and they always try to sell uh, potential to you. Um, accumulation potential to you, but there's never no guarantee on any paperwork. And so my idea is to, if we take expenses away, we can guarantee better performance uh, instead of just trying to get better performance or projecting it. So, um, you know, it's been a pleasure to speak with every last one of you because you come from so many different avenues. Uh, so when we talk about infinite banking, uh, the idea is very much in line with the conversation today, which is, protection versus provision. Uh, what we normally see in today's society is that there is a hyper-focus on provision and accumulation. I got to go get it, got to go get it, got to go get it, got to go get it. And in the midst, there's something that we drop. Uh, what we drop is typically protection. <laughs> we we, we typically go out and we get so much, we accumulate so much, and then what it takes to manage what we accumulate we either don't have, or if something happens to us, if we get sick, if we die, uh, our families are left with this huge tab. Um, or maybe there's estate taxes or, or many different things that are due um, in order to gain access to what you rightfully were trying to leave to your family. Mm -hmm. So we're having a conversation about that because that's where a lot of the money is lost. Right. Um, and so the main part of losing the money is lack of communication and lack of proper paperwork. Right. And so with the lack of communication, I can't tell you how many times, you know, I, I meet a client and they say, oh, you know, I procrastinated on getting a life insurance policy because I thought it meant that I'm going to die. Or maybe you say, well, I procrastinate on getting a will because I'm scared to die. Well, newsflash, the reality is, is that death is natural for us in this particular time. So it doesn't necessarily speed up 
that process at all, but we are completely aware that it is something that can happen. If you've been looking at what's going on in Florida, certainly people have lost loved ones in Florida due to, you know, the flooding, the hurricanes. I'm actually a Hurricane Andrew survivor, so I know all about that. Um, if you're looking at what's what has gone on with COVID for the past two years, uh, we never know. Mm-hmm. We never know. Uh, so how can we protect ourselves when those situations come up, whether it be from a long-term care perspective or anything? Those are the discussions that we need to have that, all right, you're setting this thing up and you're setting it up as, I like to call it love insurance. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So love insurance is telling your family, not only do I want to provide for you, but I want to protect you, right? And so that is what the crux of the conversation is today. And so what what we have with Juan, uh, my man, uh, he he definitely focuses on protection. So uh, I think it's going to be a wonderful conversation today. Absolutely, Absolutely, man. Why don't you tell them everybody? Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Juan. Yeah. Well, again, my name is Juan Lankford. Uh, me and DeAndre, we do a lot of things together when it comes to protection. Um, basically, I'm the. I actually, last couple of years, I've been in regional director with Legal Shield, but we focus on one component that has been huge during the pandemic. Mm. And I think this pandemic, we came out of this with a different perspective on how life can change just like that. Just like that. And unbeknownst to any of us, we didn't think this thing was going to last that long, but it did. Mm-hmm. We saw beneficiaries be beneficiaries of a life insurance only to sign off of it and be passing away before they actually check it there. Mm-hmm. And so we saw things where people didn't have stuff in line. And so what we've done, we've actually created strategic alignment partnerships with some life insurance companies, some other different insurance companies where we're there to actually offer this protection piece. I think one month we deal with over 10,000 wheels just in one month. Uh, hyper, as I like to say, on hyper mode, which means we were pushing them out as fast as they could get the paperwork back in and having attorneys that really have more detail about what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's for most individuals that may not know, the way I like to explain what the Legal Shield format does, it basically does, when you think of the Legal Shield plan itself, what it does for your attorney and legal field, field alert, attorney and legal fees. What's your major medical, your, ma- your, your HMOs, your, your, your Blue Cross Blue Shield do for your hospital and doctor bills? Mm-hmm. So basically 90% of the things that you're going to need because most people have a narrow view when they think of estate planning. When it should be a broad view because this is your estate. Which means you may not be here, but it still lives on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Jackson, we see that. We see the likes of Elvis. But we also saw the likes of what Prince went through. So as we like to say, either you take hold and take that responsibility because that's what you did when you got an entrepreneurship. You said, I don't want anybody to take care of me. I want to be the man. I want to be the one to provide, to not put a cap on my life. Well, guess what? A state planning, you don't have to put a cap on it. You can have it where it still can be getting paid for the next generation and the generation after that is still in place. So that has been our component. That's good stuff, man. So how do you want to jump off the conversation with with this, man? How how does all of this tie into infinite banking? Well, it, it ties in because really the infinite banking process, what we're focusing on is the aspect of having liquidity at all times mm-hmm. and hedging your risks, right? Um, so one of the risks that most people don't think about is your own health. That's a risk, right? Um, what's most important to every last one of you or whatever your biggest asset is, is you. So sometimes we think, oh, well, I got homeowner's insurance. 
we'll protect the home, but we won't protect our life. We'll self-insure, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, which doesn't make much sense. You know, we, we, we don't think paying for a car makes it self-insure itself. We have to go out and we have to get insurance. And so let's elaborate on that for a yeah. minute. Like w- why wouldn't self-insurance make sense? Okay, so so the concept of insurance at its base, mm-hmm. right, is that insurance is what you call an aleatory contract. Basically, all insurance companies, when they write up insurance, they do their underwriting, they create an aleatory contract. So what that means is you put less in than what you get out, mm-hmm. right? So think about it from this standpoint. If you bought a car and you went and got car insurance, your car insurance does not cost more than the car. Never will. Um, It insures the car at a fraction of the cost of how much the car is. Otherwise, if you got totaled, you wouldn't even care about having insurance. You just buy another car, right? (laughs) Um, And so the same is true with homeowner's insurance, renter's insurance, whatever the case may be, that is an ongoing theme throughout every last one of them. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, with infinite banking, what I do with taking the cost out, it does lessen how much insurance is actually being paid for, but I'm actually kind of compensating with that, with the, with the term insurance being put into the policy. But in irregardless, you are putting less in than what your family is going to get out. So it doesn't, you know, it's the same concept of when you go and get a mortgage. If you went and got a mortgage, you put down on the house Mm -hmm. and you finance the rest because you didn't want to pay in full. So self-insuring doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily the most logical standpoint. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, if you go to any estate planning attorney, they are not telling you to self-insure. They're not telling you to do that. And the reason why they're not telling you to do that is because given whatever state you're in, there may be laws associated with how to pass on your estate. Mm -hmm. And those laws may cost a lot of money on what that estate is. And so we want to make sure that when people are, you know, people are putting infinite banking in place, it's wonderful that we're changing the concept to life insurance instead of death insurance. That's fantastic. However, death is still real, mm-hmm. right? We're not going to get around that. It's still insurance at the end of the day. So you have to be prepared for that aspect. And so when we combine all these aspects of protecting it, uh, and just a reason why to protect it, I want to mention this figure because it might throw a lot of you off. But currently, uh, to date, there has been $7.4 billion that has not been paid in insurance claims. Why do you think that's the case, though? Lack of communication. Lack of communication. So where's Not all that? your paperwork, right? So where's all that money sitting at? You can go to missingmoney.com. You can go to state treasurers. They hold the money right there. There are people whose whole role in life, because I do a little bit of asset mm-hmm. recovery as, as uh, my business as well, but there are those who go and procure funds from the state. 401K sitting there. IUL sitting there life insurance policy sitting there, annuities sitting there, IRAs sitting there that are just there for the taking. And so if it if it stays there too long, then it becomes a part of the state's budget. State's property, right. Right? And so because most people don't understand that, they get into this, oh, I don't I don't want to tell nobody my business. 
no, you can't do this alone. Right. You better tell somebody your business. Because <laughs> you won't have a business if you don't tell somebody your business. Nobody is perfect enough to handle every aspect of their roles, mm -hmm. um, you know, without assistance. And that's where the importance of the will comes in. That's where the importance of the will comes in. So uh, I know Juan has some different examples of people who, mm -hmm. <laughs> when they when they didn't have this stuff in place, and and we have examples too. I'm not going to disparage any um, any stars because we normally hear about it when it comes to celebrities. Yeah. But there are definitely celebrities who died without a will, mm -hmm. and uh oh. Probate. In, uh -oh. lay, in so layman's so. terms, if you don't have a will, you're gonna you're gonna will the state to take your stuff. Yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> Probably the best way yeah. to put it, man. Yeah, that, I like the way you put it because it's very simple. I mean, either you take the responsibility and you have the will, or the state has one for you. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times we see different states from a South Carolina being a Commonwealth like Virginia, Commonwealth mm -hmm. Kentucky. Mm -hmm. But then we also see the brother-sister type states like New York, North Carolina, Georgia. Those are probate mm -hmm. states. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you hear people go, I can't stand the way New York does. Well, you're in North Carolina. We always say, listen, this is not the best place to die if you don't have right. your paperwork in place. And so we hear a lot about why do I, why do 7% of Americans, and I'll give you the statistics, 70% of Americans right as of date uh, does not have a full comprehensive will in place. When it comes to the minority oh. communities, 9 out of 10. So you see the things, the attributes of success, but you don't see what's going on behind, behind the scenes. That's the statistical part. They go, ooh, so I don't have to run behind you to take it from you. I just know one day I can do like, you know, like the hawk. Just sit there long enough. Mm -hmm. That day's going to come for all of us. Yep. We actually started to realize that and kind of figure out what was the problem. Why is that? And I will tell you the number one answer was cost. Mm. And you go, man, Prince had millions of dollars. <laughs> So what it is, is it's that thing in the back of your mind that says, I'm still 25, I'm a superhero, and I'm, nothing's going to happen to me. So I feel like I'm, I'm, nothing's, I'm, I'm inevitable. Nothing's going to happen to right. me. So what we've done, we've actually figured out, okay, let's make this more comforting. Hey, we're going to make sure we take the cost off the table, put it inside of the package where it's covered at 100%. We're going to give you the chance to have it so that it not only covers your state, gives you access to 1,600 firms all over the United States and Canada. Now, why is that? Because if grandma or auntie leaves you a set of land in Hilton Hills, South Carolina, you got a problem because you, she, you died, she died here or you died here, but they still got to settle that estate down in the state that is in. A lot of times we don't think about that. So that's where that network of lawyers come into play. Yeah, that's where that network of lawyers come into yeah. place. Because when do you want to find out we forgot to add something? On the back end, when the administrator or the executor uh, is found that they didn't know. Or as one gentleman told me, listen, uh, my dad had this thing that he had a lot of money. He wanted to keep it. Uh, as he liked to say, quiet, I don't want you to know. You mm -hmm. go work for it. Uh, as of the date, he's in the state of Georgia. He's still trying, almost two years later now, he's still trying to settle his dad's estate, and he's already $37,000 in. Wow. Let me ask you this, man, and this, and this is, uh, I, I guess, a question in regards to wills and next of kin and, and things like that. So you just meant, you know, talking about the gentleman who, who's settling his father's estate. 
wouldn't he be the next of kin or was his dad married? He, dad, dad had been divorced and, you know, there are a lot of things inside of a state plan that we do talk about. Mm-hmm. Next of kin being, you know, there's a there's a line inside of our wheel questionnaire that specifically says, have you ever been married before? Mm. Uh, that means that first wife, and this is probably going to throw some folks because <laughs> when it was told to me, my, that's my story. My wife had been married before. Mm-hmm. But here's what it states. Hey, listen, if you do not write out that first spouse that you had, and I know I was like, well, she was divorced. Mm-hmm. So no, it's a contract that you signed. You called it a certificate, but they look mm-hmm. at it like a contract. Mm-hmm. Basically, what it just meant that if you did not actually take that person out, meaning write them out of the wheel, they had a chance to come back and stand to gain up to a certain percent of your assets, even mm-hmm. though you passed away. Wow. Now, mm-hmm. the sad part about that, that happens more than you know. Because this other person, which was the first wife only, not the second and third, just the first, has some things that are there for them. First wife or first husband. Second and third don't second count. Second and third doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> we noticed some things that that is in line. I mean, again, when we start talking about paperwork, it's on that paper that talks about it. So mm-hmm. that I have to have my own will. My spouse has to have her own will. So we can say, hey, honey, so what, what you going to do with your ex? Mm-hmm. And we had that dialogue. What are you going to do with your ex, right? Mine, I don't have one, right? Mm-hmm. So here's where we are talking about those things when. Why are we in a sound mind, sound body? Let's talk about having, a, well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about having land in the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, the land that's got 50 names on the, on the land. <laughs> we call it air property. Yeah. You want to see a fight. And so <laughs> being a regional director, I've actually have been fortunate enough to go inside of these locations and have family meetings, mm. finding only to, to see people that fall out that they told me, oh, we all tight. Yeah, Imagine, okay. nobody's <laughs> passed away. We're just talking about if something happens to me, who's next in line? Mm-hmm. If something happens to me, who who's going to take care of my Does my wife still stay at the family home or does she get put out? Mm-hmm. Did you catch what I said? Yeah. <laughs> because the last one I was, two sisters said she got 30 days and she got to go. Yeah, I mean, if she ain't blood, she ain't going to get treated like it. You see that? Mm. But you've been eating at her table, as the man yep. said. You've been, she been feeding you every Christmas. She cooking for you. <laughs> All of that goes out the window. But the only thing that I do say, even with the comprehensive wheel, we need to start talking about healthcare power turn and doable power. Absolutely. Why? Because we, we have some crazy things going with COVID. Mm-hmm. People being put inside of hospitals, not having paperwork in order, only to get mad at the hospital because – the hospital makes the decision for you. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? They didn't consult with you. You didn't have your paperwork, right? And so we're talking about these things. Why should I have a healthcare power attorney? It just simply means to give the doctor instructions of who's in charge that they can have conversation over the phone with. Yep. Well, why should I have my living will? If I'm in a position that I'm on a breathing tube, I'm on a, what's that one everybody was on? They read on the breathing tubes, the life support, all these oh, things, ventilators. the ventilation yeah. systems. You need to make sure that, that paperwork is in place. When to pull the plug, when not to pull the plug. Mm-hmm. That is there. Now we don't see siblings falling out. And then the durable power of attorney. You know, I love that one. Going into a bank thinking you're going to, you definitely not going to the 401k. They're going to be like, we need paperwork. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. And I'm sure, you know, coming when it comes to the hospital stuff, if you're married, yeah, your wife, your, your spouse would have some some say so on that as well. But you're right, man. The paperwork is, is where it's at. That's- I, I would say this. And during the pandemic, mm. what you thought, what you just said was not happening. Really? Mm-mm. Spouses were saying she didn't have paperwork. She couldn't talk to the doctors. Wow. Remember one thing. If it's written, 
and it states that you got to have it. Signed and notarized. Listen, whether I'm your spouse or not, but here's the one that people were really getting caught up on. What if you had a child in college that was over the age of 18? What is the government considered to be an adult? What age is that? 18. So oh. now you looking at your child in the hospital, can't talk to the doctor to tell you what's going on. Can't They can't tell you what medicines they got on because mm -hmm. you're saying, I don't have any paperwork, but that's my daughter. That's my son. Mm -hmm. Any child over the age of 18 needs to have some type of paperwork, which is the health care power attorney, the living will, so that now they know that that doctor can talk to them, whether they're in South Carolina and Hilton Head or Goose Creek, South Carolina, even Charlotte, North Carolina. So bottom line is everybody, once you hit the age of 18, you should have some type of will or estate Absolutely. set up for yourself in order to be able to have some type of say so in something. And that's why we put it as an estate package. Got it. Because mm -hmm. we don't want you to feel like, well, do I need this and nickel and dime? Get the whole thing. The added contribution that we've added, not only will we do it for you, we'll allow you to update it and make changes within a year without having any additional money out of your pocket. Gotcha. You. Now, what would something like this run? That usually runs about $30 a month. Mm -hmm. $30 a month covers a family. Really? Right. Man, you got <laughs> hold, a business, hold on one second. Yeah, $30 a month. <laughs> no excuse. No excuse. Blew my mind, man. $30 a month. $30 a month runs how many people in a family? It could be here's the family. We consist of a family just like health insurance, the member, their spouse, any children that is in your household as long as they've never been married, if they are off in college or they're still staying at home with you, they cover them up to the age of 26. Mm -hmm. Any child that basically whom you have legal guardianship of, we put that in place because grandparents were having to raise the grandchildren, right? Mm -hmm. So we had to put that in place to cover them up to 18. And any child that has a mental or physical disability, we did that because some people started having disabilities mm -hmm. and we made sure that they could be covered for the life of the life of them living. As long as they were not dependent or they were dependent on their spouse or they were dependent on their dad or mom for 51% of help, meaning they won't inside a facility most of the times. Got you. I'm going to make sure I link the uh, the information to get started on something like this. Yeah. I mean, for that little bit of money, to be honest, I mean, how many? That's a dollar a day. Yeah. That's what right? it is. Yeah. If you... If you're thinking long term, you need to have this. So I'm going to put that in the description box for everybody that's uh, that's interested in in having a discussion with a man Juan. Mm -hmm. So with the infinite banking, obviously there's a lot of money involved. Mm -hmm. There's uh, you know a lot of money turning mm -hmm. an infinite banking concept. Then when you couple that with this, what's the power in doing it? Protection. You're maximizing protection. Um, there's so many different aspects that you know. Because I kind of I, I work in not only the financial sector but the Medicare sector, mm. um, there's so many different things to consider. So you know, when I think about my clients, I think about what happens from a long-term care perspective, mm -hmm. right? So let's say I have a client, um, and full disclosure, I think if you have an estate, you should have an estate attorney immediately. Mm -hmm. There's a reason for that, um, and the reason for that because the Medicaid pipeline is based on taking property. Let's go ahead and make sure you understand that. Say that one more time. The Medicaid <laughs> pipeline is based on taking property. You can't qualify for Medicaid because of a certain amount of property that you may have. Mm -hmm. So what happens to a lot of us, and when I say a lot of us, there's over, there's about 45% of seniors are under the federal property level. Let that sink in, 45%. That is a huge number. Right. And so part of how it happens, they get sick, 
They go into a place. They had property. They had a lot of different things. That has to go before Medicaid takes you on. Mm-hmm. Or it has to be sudden, willed to somebody else. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> really? The will is not going to protect that. Really? So a lot of times, you know. Well, why, why is that I, the case, though? Well, the will is more so of a directive after, right? When you die. Mm-hmm. When you die. The trust, you, you can have that while you're alive. So mm-hmm. a lot of times when we talk about why things need to be behind a trust, especially there's different trusts, and we're not going to get into it because you should really be speaking to a lawyer about this in your particular mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. But why uh, something needs to be inside of a trust, the state can't see it. Mm. Yeah, right. Right. It's, it's so a, so right. now if I have homes, if I have this, if I have that, and then I get sick, the first thing that goes is not the homes and this and that. Now, it might be your regular bank account. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They, they might deplete whatever savings you might have, but you have a lot more control over the things that you accumulated over your life not being taken at the blink of an eye because you got sick, mm-hmm. right? And so that is possible no matter what type of policy you have, whether it be infinite banking or so not. So basically everything they gave you, they're trying to take back. If you need health care, yes. Yeah. So right. they they trying to get their money back. And Unless we, you take care. Have, we do have some states that have a, uh, I am going to add this in. Um, in most communities, we think, oh, my God, somebody's getting sick. Start moving assets. Right? Mm-hmm. So certain states have this go-back law. Mm-hmm. So many years they go back. That go-back law affects a lot of us because mm-hmm. they don't shoot you an email and say, hey, like, you might have a stroke tomorrow, so you might want to get your stuff together. That doesn't happen. That is theoretically crazy to think right. that way. But just kind of letting you know, the hardest thing about preparing for the end is that everybody just doesn't go. Some people mm-hmm. have strokes, heart attacks. Some yeah. people mm-hmm. have aneurysms. Yep. Mm-hmm. As soon as you take from them, they want it back. That's it. Yeah, and that, that's also that's why you don't. That's why you don't. You shouldn't be relying on the government in the first place. That's just my my two cents with yeah. that. But. And I, I love everybody. What, everybody's not in that position. So, so, you know what I mean? That's so true. Yeah, yeah. And I, I love what he mentioned um, because when we talk about, well, one of the cool things about the infinite banking process is that when you do get sick, mm-hmm. the policy has riders on it that allow you to grab from the death benefit in order to keep you alive. Now, why is that so important? Well, you might be hearing people say, oh, you know, get the life insurance with your job. Well, jobs only pay out 1% of the time Mm -hmm. because you actually have to drop dead. If you were an active employee, then, hey, your insurance is there. But now if you you got a stroke and you're out of work and then you become an inactive employee, that is gone. You no longer have insurance. Mm Right. And so with the infinite banking concept, what I'm doing is I'm taking I'm taking some of those layers that say, all right, well, you got sick. Hey, we can we can step in on that situation. Mm -hmm. We can help you. We can pay instead of say, no, you don't have insurance if you got it from the employer or even if you. And there are some term policies that can do that as well. So I won't I won't deny that at all. Um, The problem with only having term Mm -hmm is when it comes to your estate, it is not likely that you are protecting your estate. And what what you're saying when you get a term policy is that I want to protect my family for this tenure of time. Mm -hmm. 
Now, most of us as men, we want to protect our families forever Mm -hmm. if anything happens. So now if you get a term policy for 10 years, you're saying that I put protection on my family for 10 years. I put it, if it's 30 years, I I really just want to be able to pay the house off if Mm -hmm. something happened to Mm me, right? So does does your love go past that 30 years? For most of us, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, right? And that's the reason why you have to have that conversation with the estate attorney because a lot of the advisors will tell you by term investor difference only. And the reality is, is that when you get towards the end of your life, that same advisor is normally going to say, oh, the estate attorney told you to get a whole life policy? I can do that. Now the whole life policy is costing you way more mm-hmm. because you're older. Yep. And your health is worse. What's that what's that <laughs> age what, what what's that that age threshold that you know we have to be mindful of when we're getting that whole life insurance policy? Uh so so th- that's an interesting question. That is a very interesting I know it gets question. more expensive the older you get, right? Yes, it does get more expensive the older you get. Um, I would say on average what you're looking at, when it when it's really, really expensive, it's when you're getting close to 70. Okay. Right? That's when it's really, When you really say close. expensive, what's because exp- expensive is different from for me Everybody's, and, and, and yeah. you know, everybody you might, else. You might have a client that is putting in $1,000 a month to be able to get $25,000 worth of insurance. Oh, wow. Because they're so old. Mm-hmm. Right? And so... They might as well self-insure at that point. At that point, you might as well self-insure. Yeah. And so, you know, you have to understand that the insurance company is not in the job of... Uh, doing you necessarily a favor right right from a from a underwriting standpoint they're not like oh yeah well you're older i know you're on a fixed budget let me charge you less no Mm -hmm. they're looking at it and they're like well hold on no we got to charge you a little bit more because you're more of a risk Mm -hmm. and so um now does the infinite banking process help with that technically yes Uh, i mean you know i have clients that are 64 65 and they're looking at the policies and they're like, how am I getting 75, 80% of what I'm putting into this policy? So it, there is definitely some assistance to, if you're taking the cost out of the policy, it certainly does mm-hmm. work out better for them than just a standard uh, whole life policy normally. So now let's take it into real estate, right? So how, so we have, we understand the IBC concept, mm-hmm. right? We understand the importance of having a will. We be taking in a real estate and we're dealing with trusts. If I have all my real estate under a trust, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, on a state level, they can't see that. On a federal level, they can't see it. They don't know what's going on because those are private documents. <clears throat> How will the state be able to take those properties if they're within a trust? I always say that when you're playing that game with land and trust, uh, mm-hmm. you heard me mention a story a few minutes ago about uh, a spouse being able to get a certain percentage. Although that information, let me stop you there. And the reason I'm 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 saying this is because so the way we we structure it, and this is through one of my attorneys, we put every everything that we own under a trust, and then we'll have our company LLC as a PR, and then another LLC as a beneficiary. Right, we own the LLCs, so it does, we we control all the shots, uh, you know, call all the shots anyway. But how would that level of protection, along with a will, help when we're using the IBC concept or 
That's a regular will in, in, in general. And again, the will concept, like I mentioned to you earlier, just to reiterate, right. that, that conversation that I mentioned about the spouse being able to get a certain percent, that mm -hmm. came from the estate planner. Mm -hmm. The most important thing about being able to use this system is that every state is different from a trust format. Uh, we have some clients, they want Wyoming trust. Mm -hmm. We have some clients, they want Delaware trust. Mm -hmm. When you don't have- For tax the, purposes. There you go, mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. you understand. Yeah. So that's your <laughs> biggest game you're playing is mm -hmm. the tax game. And mm -hmm. so when people go, well, what about this? What about that? I go, whoa, I can, you need to talk to the attorney. Right. Because I don't know what you're trying to use it for. Mm -hmm. I'm using it for taxes, but am I using it for next generation to pass it? Or am I using the living trust so we all can sit at the table and make this? I don't know those mm -hmm. things. So. Uh, when we implement the attorneys, as we like to say, you cannot play that game without having an attorney. Right. Because it's going to change. Because it's going to change because your little girl or little boy is going to eventually have somebody that's going to come to a to the table called a husband or mm -hmm. a wife. Mm -hmm. Now, you just got to think about now, like, how do we not keep them being a part of what we built to keep it in a legacy? These are all conversations. That DeAndre put me on game with that already. <laughs> right? Put me on game with that, okay? So we laugh about it, but. It I got comes, five kids. There you go. Just, I got one, but you know, still about We always make that statement because those conversations, when you hear me talk about this is what was stated, it's because having those conversations with the attorney constantly, not one time, mm -hmm. allows you to evolve. We all have a great picture that we want to paint. But along the way, there are going to be some lines that we're not going to know what is this line for. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a part of the picture. Mm -hmm. We just don't know how to, how to interact. When you talk about how can they not take it, that's a question that an attorney can show you, but you sound like you're in the right boat. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he knows a little something. A little something. We talked about the, the lawsuit protection and all that, but that's yeah. what it's really designed for is just having an idea of what you're trying to protect, and it mm -hmm. seems like that's what you've done. Mm -hmm. But that's mm -hmm. the component that people always say, well, can I afford to do it? Mm -hmm. If you're talking about infinite banking, talking about real estate, talking about land. You can do it. You you don't have a choice but to do it. That's right. Because right. you either pay on the front end to protect it or you pay on the back end going through either not having a will, dying in the testacy and test date, mm -hmm. right? Different mm -hmm. line. I just had a client that told me, he was like, I never put my daughter through this. Every time I went there, it was more money paying out. Mm. You know, you forgot to sign your name, more money, mm. right? Or you do things right and in order and pay on the front end, do it the right way, don't shortcut it, and create the vision, like you said, that you see in your head that you have for your kids. That's right. Cool, man. I think um, I got a really good understanding. I hope you guys benefited uh, from having a clearer understanding of how this works as well. Now, obviously, there's a lot more to the picture, only but so much that we could actually talk about in a short period of time. Do me a favor. Leave in the comment section if you want to see a part two to this because uh, I'm interested in uh, digging into this a little further. We want to dig continue to dig into that what would you call it that we're going to keep spiraling down into that infinite yeah, banking and that sure. whole financial structure uh platform for you guys so that we can ultimately allow you to set yourself up and your family up for future success that's what this is all about what are we missing what are, what are some of the pieces that we're missing okay so um anything that you provide for deserves to be protected that's that's the simplest way that we can really stress what mm. we're talking about today. Um, you know, so we, we shouldn't be unbalanced in provision and not thinking about protection. And so 
Um, you know, and obviously last, I think was September is National Life Insurance Awareness Month. So we're a little bit, we're a little bit behind, but it's okay. Um, one thing I do want to also mention to everyone, almost anybody can get life insurance. So this is even outside of infinite banking. Um, there are policies I can write on clients that have HIV. Mm. There are policies that I can write on clients that have cancer. Uh, so, you know, or dialysis, different things like that. So, you know, all of your family members, there should be some form of protection that you have on your family members, um, any one of them, because we learned in the last two years, there is a reality that we don't know what's going to happen, mm -hmm. right? And so um, I want to make sure that that's clear, too, because I get so many different questions. Oh, can this person be insured? Can this person be insured? There's different types of insurance. So infinite banking is not actually a type of insurance. It's a strategy that is used to hedge your risk. Right. Right. It is not. Uh, so if you look up infinite banking, you won't find a company that says, oh, infinite banking policies. That's not how it works. It's a strategy that is used with mutual companies, uh, which give you a certain degree of ownership of the policy. So sometimes I also get, and I might as well get it all out because I get these questions all the time. <laughs> but sometimes I get, can you infinite bank with IULs? Technically not. Um, under the what the strategy actually is, is you're supposed to have ownership of the company in order to receive a dividend. So can you replicate it to a certain extent? Possibly, but it's not technically infinite banking. So I want to make sure that's clear as well. Uh, but there's definitely final expense, guaranteed issue uh, policies that if your family has people with autism, if they have people with MS and, and different diseases, every last one of your family members need to be covered to some extent. Um, and of course, you need to have these plans out before that time comes. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times, the, one of the biggest conversations I'm having with my clients is with their family. Y'all need to know this before that time come because a lot of times if you go to a mortuary or anything of that nature, if you tell them how much insurance you have, somehow your funeral goes up mm. in accordance with how much insurance you of have. Of course. So, <laughs> they gonna so eat, man. we want to make sure that you draw out your plans. You go ahead and say, hey, this is how much we have to spend, and that's it. Not this how much my policy is. This is how much I'm willing to spend. So we're just trying to give you some different ways to protect yourself, protect your family uh, in your journey of infinite banking or in your journey with uh, doing real estate. Whatever business you're in, you need to be protected. You are the biggest asset of your company. And so that's why we're here today. That's right. Yeah. I, I would just say, man, think of that, that the plan of action after death as a love letter. Mm-hmm. The love letter to your family, this is what I've created. This is the legacy that I've left. These are the instructions. Uh, I was mentioning to DeAndre, to DeAndre, we were laughing. I said uh, one of the colleagues of mine made a statement. He said, what good is a house without walls? Mm. And when he made that statement, I was like, man, that's deep. He said, no, it's not really that deep because we all build things. We build companies. We build families. We build everything. The difference is, do we build it on a solid rock foundation of wheels and trust, mm. or do we build it on nothing? Just building things, but not having something in place 
for transitional, transitional wealth, transitional everything. Because again, that's what it's truly about. Building it on a solid foundation of wills and trust. Leaving that instructions of that letter to tell everybody who's in charge and what needs to be done and how it's going to be divided amongst everybody. Man, I love that concept, man. Uh, love letter to, to your family, mm -hmm. to be able to take care of them after your death, to be able to uh, be financially free through the infinite banking and real estate in general. Sure. Listen, this has been a, a great discussion, great uh, podcast episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Be sure to uh, leave a comment in the comment section. Let us know what other questions you have. Let us know if you want to see the part two. I'm sure you... You know, we, we get it all the time, man. <laughs> um, DeAndre and I, we, we are putting together an event that we're going to be uh, talking about. We're, we're probably going to end up doing a YouTube Live uh, sometime uh, over the next few weeks. Be on the lookout for that as well. We're going to have Juan. We're going to have uh, Reggie. We're going to have DeAndre and myself. Real estate, infinite banking, uh, banking in general through HELOCs, wills. We, we all coming together and creating the Avengers team, the <laughs> Avengers version of uh, this financial game to be able to help you go from where you are to where you want to go. Listen, we appreciate you guys listening in to this podcast, and we're going to see you on the next one. Peace. Peace.